versus bad debt. Um, there's a lot of new things in the marketplace, which is uh, allowing us to creep up debt, afterpay, zippy pay, all these things. And it used to just be credit cards and car loans, but there's so many more things now um, well, out it's, there. It's, so it's more tempting. It's it's much more tempting because um, it, it's much more baiting than it's ever been. I had a um, I had a client of mine walk into the office yesterday, and he was. He was really excited that he he, um, he purchased a mountain bike. Um, he went in to spend a thousand dollars and walked out spending three and a half thousand dollars. <laughs> what a good thousand! <laughs> Let's see if that bike dealers were looking for a job. <laughs> so, and I, and I was really interested by the concept. I was like, right? And he goes, uh, you know, there's zippy money. And I said, zippy money? Yeah. What's zippy money? He said, zippy money, zippy money. I said, is that like afterpay? He said, yeah. I said. But after I thought after pay they only give you three months. He said yes, you're correct. But he said with this, uh, I think it was 99 bikes that he went to. He said with 99 bikes, he said I they have a special deal where they get 12 months interest free. So it's going to cost me a couple hundred bucks a month. I've now got this cracker of a bike that I've collected immediately. Uh, paperwork was pretty much not much at all, and mm. uh, deal done. So I went from a $1,000 transaction to almost a $4,000 transaction because of these genius companies like Afterpay and these genius companies like Zippy Money. Yeah, so let's go. So what's good debt, Mark, in your opinion? Well, not in your opinion. What's good debt and what's bad debt? Look, I think that I think credit is fantastic. I think credit yeah. is fantastic. It's, uh, it, it, I, I think that society-wise... Uh, it served us very well the last 50 years um, with mortgages and, and stuff like that. I accept that. But I think where people, and I think you can almost take the unlimited amount of debt if it's good debt, but you have to be very limited with the amount that you take of bad debt. And I think that when people fall into financial problem stress, um, and particularly the sector that we operate in, we, we do operate in a good debt sector. Um, but a bad debt sector would be like, you know, things that are that are, that don't go up in value. Yeah. Oh, good morning, Luke. Good morning, Angelo. Oi, Goots is up. How are you? Mr. Goots. Mr. Goots. Jeff, how are you? How are you so guys? Talking about I'd love, I'd love, debt versus bad debt. I'd love to get your um your your ideas on this as well, guys. Who so, um yeah. Amal, um, Luke, and all of you guys um as well. But um I, I tell you a great a great example. If if you're in willing to invest your time into um what are good habits with money, um Michael, you've popped a link in uh for being yes. Warren being Warren Buffett. Uh, sorry, becoming Warren becoming Buffett. Becoming Warren Buffett, yes. Becoming Warren Buffett, um, it actually takes what we're talking about a next level because when you start compounding bad debt or when you start compounding good debt, that's when you truly build wealth or you yes. truly put yourself into a corner, uh, into a bad corner. So, so that Warren, could be like you have to pay that bike, as in the compounding bad debt. It's like you have to pay that bike, and then you you want to go get a new car. Yeah, you do that as there, and all these little things just keep adding up, adding up, because, and then you've got that negative compounding effect rather than what property can do. Um, right. As so so uh, when and and a really good way to illustrate it for people to understand is. 
depreciating asset and appreciating asset. Often, often the bad debt is the depreciating asset and the good debt is an appreciating asset. So the reality is that I've bought a mountain bike for four grand on uh, Zippy Money as an example, okay? So this is that that the um, the um, guy yesterday that popped in the office. So yep. you know, he, I've bought a bike for four k. I'm paying two hundred a month as an example, and guess what the bike's bike's worth in a year's time when I finally have paid it off. Yeah, probably half. Lucky, if, I reckon that's if you're yeah. lucky. I reckon if that, you know, so, so that is an example of really, really, uh, you know, but look, I, I get, you've got, we've got to reward ourselves. I yep. get, we've got to have mental sanity, you know, people are, you know, you've got to look after yourself. You've got to, you've got to have good, um, you, you've got to keep your blood throwing, flowing through yep. your veins. So sometimes you have to take on a um, uh, bad debt because, you know, yep. I love a new car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or I, I love, I uh, you know, what, whatever I'm buying out there. But I think also some people, a lot of people are a little bit more open to taking on that bad debt for the initial reward than taking than buying an extra investment property when they can. They almost want to, like what we are saying before, like... What's well, a sugar hit? Broad. Yeah, it's like that sugar hit where it's almost like if you've got your between 25 to 45, maybe your prime time to earn money where you're, you're yeah. youngest, the healthiest, you've got the most yeah. muscle in you, you're grinding away. Like this is the time to be putting yourself basically under as much pressure and good debt as you can. Like, especially like the end of the day, if you're in that property game and you've got that property ethos is the word we love to say, like, you know, you've got to buy it now because, but you're not buying for now for that sugar hit. You're buying for 10, 20, 30 years. So if basically, yes. if someone said to you that every, any property you buy this year is going to be worth three times the amount in 40 years, you're yes. going to try and buy as much as you can, as much as the bank will give you, you'll work the extra hours to pay it off. It's just like, I think we're, I think we're with how easy that uh, bad debt is is how accessible they're making it with afterpay. And I think the negative compounding could really escalate quickly rather than people putting themselves under that pressure of good debt with think with property going up. Like at the end of the day, if you don't mind paying a little bit more for a property to secure it if you, when you know it's going up, like going in to buy a bike for a thousand, well, you're meant to spend a thousand, but then you spend three grand and it's going down in value. So. It's, um, it, I think it's, it's, it's really hard. And look, I, I think, and again, referencing being Warren Buffett, I think Warren Buffett's one of the richest men in the world now. And he's happily on film telling you, telling us how he's made his money. His number one principle, uh, without him saying it, he actually took it naturally, but his number one principle was good debt. And his number two principle was compounding. So out of those two things, I, I think that when we're talking about afterpay um, and what was the other one called? Zippy pay, I think. And, and zip, zippy yeah. money. Zippy I think money. That, that guys, you, you know, go for gold. You've got to, you've got to pat yourself on the, on the back and, but you've got to make sure you've got the right amount of, of good debt and bad debt if you're going to take on that bad debt. Um, yep. and, 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 and an example of that is 
like I use sugar hit as an example, it's okay to have it's okay to have the dessert uh, occasionally, providing you've had the good on the healthy entree and the healthy main and been eating well. And it's the same thing with with bad debt. You know, sure you may have to take that on, but definitely you got to do it in conjunction with good debt. You can't just keep taking bad debt on behind bad debt. Yeah behind bad debt because it compounds in a negative way so property values have doubled every 10 year the last 50 years yes Um, it hasn't been exactly 10 years unless you take the average and i'm saying you take 50 years and what the values are done you divide it out well it's 10 years then but you know in reality sometimes it's seven sometimes it's 13 14 years but average is 10 so if you're taking a debt out and you're borrowing stupid amount of money and it's good debt uh i think it's very clever and michael i think it's very opportune what you said about when you take that debt on young because it compounds and compounds and compounds so for someone that's in their that's in their their 20s you can if you're taking one good debt on like a yep. unit that is going to double and double and double and double because you've got about 40 years before you start before you start you know getting into retirement so yes. that's that's four doubles huge True. and especially in your multiple like what were what sort of your principle what you see clients do really well to when is that because at the end of the day, if you're buying for 40 years, the market's going to be ups and downs. And like you almost, it's more, it's not when you're doing that, you're, you're buying not necessarily based on the market conditions, but more on your personal conditions, i.e., you've got enough equity, the bank will give you more money and you can service it. Like you've got to have a, a bit of a, a pattern. What's yours or what do you see clients where is it as soon as you've got 80%? Um, uh, equity in it, will you do it? Is it 50% or if, as long as you've got 30% equity and you can service it or the property serves itself, it's a no-brainer buy. You don't read too much into it. Like what, what do you see clients do really well? What do you look at personally when you're buying? Because I know, I, you know when you see that client who's just sat on a property, they've paid it off and they're like, I've paid, it off, I've paid off this unit. It's like, yeah, but that's one unit. Great job. But what are you going to do in you need more. You need a two or three because you need somewhere to live. As Luke said, how are people going to pay for retirement? And if you've only got one property, you need to live in it. So it's not really going to support you. So you well, need first, a couple. I, I, so I do think I do think I do think we're spoiled, and I do think we 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 think that everyone has more than one property often because particularly like yourself, Michael, you you work in. A, high, a higher wealth sector, the commercial sector, the guy, the cats that you're meeting are a bit more entrepreneurial. Um, I'm, I, I think as I think, and talking about good debt and to keep and to keep things real simple, I think if you've got one property, I reckon you're good. I reckon yep. you're good if if you can pay off that one property, uh, you are a hero. If you've done that by by forty, you're doing really really well. Mm. Um, a, 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 as a reference now. If, if you've got the appetite, because I accept that some people just can't sleep with good, good debt. Um, yeah. I, I, I accept that. So where I would normally say, look, just gear it and buy it and gear it and buy it and gear it and buy it, just keep going. But then you're not sleeping every night. Well, well Luke said, it, have 10% LMI, stamp legals and cash buffer. Just keep, in, I think, and then just keep rolling it over. Similar to what you yeah. said, Mark, gear it, buy it. But you know, you know how we use that bike as, as an example? Yep. 
I don't think people quite get the idea of, of good debt and bad debt. So that that the reality of that bike, I think we all know if that that probably sits in the bad debt sector. That definitely sits in the bad debt sector. But can you imagine if I said to you, look, Michael, by the time you pay this bike off, uh, it's going to be worth double. Mm. Um, by the way, this bike that you're buying, um, you won't have to contribute to per month. It will pay itself off. Yeah. You'd, you'd mm. go, what? So give me five. Said, the bike's going to pay for itself off. Yeah. And the bike's going to double by the end of it, by the end of the cycle. Yeah. And then you can buy another bike. You go, what? Yeah. You to keep it, and then it's part, then it's doubling in its value over over a, a typical cycle because that's what it's done in fifty years. And I think people get caught up in the value of it as well. Like, even, like I think people are like half a million dollars, million. I know, but I think that's what people can't sleep on. They're a million dollars debt, yeah, but it's worth a million. So you're actually it's it even, doesn't matter. It's be worth more, right? So I'll give you an example. I bought I bought a seven series BMW. So I I I'm 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 an idiot with bad debt. I bought the car for 260 grand. This was when I was 21, (laughs) right? I sold it five, four years later for $40,000. So the 21 year old (laughs) got out, bought the car, paid the car. That was my bad debt. Now, as you get older, you get wiser. I'm just, I I, I rock around in a van, right? So it's, (laughs) it's it's a pretty cool van. It's a pretty cool van. Now, I bought the van for 80 grand five years ago. Yeah. And the thing's worth 65 grand now. So I know they're both bad debt examples. Yeah. But I'm just saying that you've got to be, you know, like when I was early 20s, I sort of didn't really get that, you know, and I could have, what I could have done with that money, the opportunity cost of that money what that would have compounded to now in my 40s. Well, that's a house in Freshie back in your day when you were 20. A couple of hundred grand, wasn't it? Or a unit. That's what it was. So so old. Um, (laughs) They were in pounds. Mate, you're absolutely right. Um, At that same time, I bought a house in Freshie. The house in Freshie, I purchased for 510,000. Right? At the same time, I bought a... So it was... The car was half the value of a house in Freshie. That's yeah. like buying a million dollar car today. It's yeah. just stupid. So bad debt, and I'm not. I'm not coming from a point of guys. I, I'm. I'm also as in watching. I've done it myself with bad debt, and I look. I yeah. enjoyed the car. I have. I. I. I don't have any regrets. I, I learned. I learned from that. What there's a saying that if you the first time's a, 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 a lesson, the second time's a mistake. Um, Correct. I did three of those cars, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> slow learner. <laughs> Um, yeah, bad debt, guys. Big one. So just to sort of wrap it up, good debt versus bad debt. Don't be afraid of good debt. Look at it. Embrace it. But also, also, um, you've still got to sleep at night. And I think that was a big thing you said. Like, there's a lot of people, even with bad debt, they just won't get in it. They can't sleep. But good debt, just remember, it's you're, you're buying for 30, 20, 30, 40 years. So 
yeah. you'd rather not sleep when you're 30 because of the pressure, but then retire yeah. comfortably because you were under the pressure now. And Luke made the good point going, how are a lot of people going to retire um, with basically everything, cost of living, super is like not that big. So, and he, he made a comment, 20, only 20,000 people in Australia have six or more properties. So it's not a lot of people and um, have it. So it, I think embrace it, it. have the lot. stress while you're young, stress while you're young. Stress while you're young, make, make sure it's good debt. The, um, I think it's really important to, to keep that sanity as well. You're right. You know, like I, I think that, you know, you've got to reward yourself, but you know, the most, the most, the most um, successful property investors that I see, um, yep. they, they're not IQ intelligent. As in, if you put them in, if you put them in and t- did an IQ test, they wouldn't, they wouldn't really score he- well. Mm. Um, but they do prioritize well. Yes, they do. They do prioritize debt really well. So they'll actually, they will. You know, I know well, School of Wagonomics, one of our clients, uh, Theo, he will say, don't sleep on your money. And, uh, and yeah. what, he means, what he means by that is, you know, if, 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 one, if, 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 if you've got these, these, these investors, they've got the ability to live in any house in Sydney that they want. They can live in a $2 million house or a $5 million house. It doesn't change their world. But they believe it, it, they're sleeping on that that. Mm. That um, that that money that it's not working for them, as Warren Buffett would say, it's not compounding. So they're sleeping yeah. on the money, so they don't do it. Now that's a priority for for, for people like that. They've just changed yeah, their. They've just they're not they're not like high IQ. They've just said, hang on a sec, this is not a priority. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know, ratchet it down. Yep, perfect. And it wasn't that house in Soldiers, was it, Mark? Was it Soldiers that? The one you talked about that you bought, the one tw- the house you bought in Soldiers back in the day, twenty five Palomar Parade Freshwater. Oh, okay. No, I thought it was Soldiers, so, and then we just sold one for Soldiers. So that opportunity cost. Yeah, like <laughs> at I, least that, to. <laughs> Palomar, I Palomar Parade market yeah. value of of Palomar Parade would be probably circa two, two yeah. two point two now. Um, is a good suburb. Know, I love it. Yeah, and, and you know that was a. Uh, and and it was positively geared from the day I bought it because the house itself I rented for five eighty, and the yep. granny flat that was on it I rented for three hundred, uh, three twenty sorry three twenty. So I straight away was getting an eight hundred and fifty odd of um, well, uh, nine hundred odd uh, rental return on a property that that was five hundred five hundred k. Well, that's a really good point there. A lot of time when we're saying good debt as well, and the great thing about property, obviously we're biased for that to be your good debt, um, is most of the time when you think about debt, you think about it, it's going to cost you money, um, yep. but it's going to be in the long term. A lot of property purchases at the moment, you can have that good debt, but it doesn't actually cost you money. So it's like the double win. You're buying something that it's going to be going up in 10, 20, 30, 40 years, but it's not costing you to own. Like how amazing is that? Pro property, <laughs> good debt. You know, debt. get into good, get into good debt, guys. Hopefully, we helped someone Alrighty. today, guys. Yesterday, we talked about tagging um, yes. as the, as the new word of mouth, and we would love if you've got any friends that are particularly good with good debt or particularly yep. bad with bad debt, bad debt, we'd love you to whack their name in there underneath, and that tags them. They'll automatically get to watch what what we've got yep. here. And we've got or a Warren can, Buffett video in there as well. 
the Warren Buffett videos in there. Thank you. And, um, and yeah, hopefully help everyone. Look, honestly, I, I can't tell you how passionate I am about this topic. Yes. I can't tell you how passionate. If, if, some, if, if someone was to put their 18-year-old kid in front of me and said, teach them something, this would mm. be, this is, would, would be the, um, the 20 minutes that I'd talk with them about. Well, let's do that on Saturday. What would you tell 18-year-old Mark Novak from Mark Novak? Let's do that. Done. Done. All righty, guys. Tune in for that. Thank you very See much ya. for watching. Thanks, Cheers. Michael, for your time. You're legend. Thank you, everyone, for your time who's watching. And ciao. Legend. Bye.